This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. And I asked Gary this, this, this same question as at what point does patients become delusion? Because now you're advising people on, on stopping their business on, on Dragon's Den. How do you come up with that time frame? First of all, let me tell you that I learn a lot from Gary. I, I watch all of his TikToks. I'm 57 years old and I listen to Gary and I listen to uh, the way he communicates his thoughts about life and business. And I admire him and I find truth in many things that he says and I learn from him. So that's number one. Number two, um, I talk to young and old entrepreneurs about really one thing, milestones set milestones you can change them but set them we need to be at a million dollars of annual recurrent revenue in within a year from now okay well a year comes you're at a hundred thousand why are you off by 90 percent is it because your timing was off and you're hitting and it's going to be okay or is it because you were wrong and you're not going to get there is it because that your milestone was the wrong number that you should never have thought you would get there, that 500 is the right number. Um, I just think that making yourself accountable, let's say that you're, you know, let's say you're an aspiring actor or actress, right? And you're 18 years old. Now you can go through your entire life going to, uh, you know, read scripts and going to auditions. And for some people you should, because the dream can always come true. But some people need to set milestones. Like if I haven't gotten my first commercial by the time I'm 30, Maybe I should consider something else by the time I'm 40. So I just believe in setting yourself these milestones or else you end up on a treadmill and you really don't realize how far you've gone or how far you haven't gone, how you've been running in place and you haven't actually, you know, gained any distance. You know, watching shows like Shark Tank, Dragon's Den and and seeing the rise of the, of, of social media, the entrepreneurs come in, you're a lawyer who then went to business. I, rejected law school, made my mother cry, uh, said I was going to start a t-shirt company, made her cry even more. Um, do you think, and, and that was, that was almost, almost 15 years ago. Do you think right now entrepreneurship's being romanticized too much that now it's become glory and people think, wow, okay, it's that easy. I go watch, I go watch Shark Tank. I go watch Dragons Den. I listen to what Mitch just said to this person. I go apply it to my business. Now I'm a business person. I don't think it's Shark Tank. I think it's um, a combination of social media, you know, the same way that Instagram will maybe fat shame uh, people um, and make sort of this skinny model look become the aspiration. And so every single, I'm using women as an example, but every woman looks perfect, you know, but we all know that every woman or every man aren't perfect. That's not a reflection of the real world, but it becomes the reflection of the real world. And now you have these, these, these young people thinking they have to look like that or be like that. Well, these valuations that we're seeing today are maybe romanticizing how easy it is to get a unicorn all of a sudden. Now there's hundreds of new unicorns every year, billions and trillions of dollars in venture capital being deployed. Um, crypto goes from, $10 to $69,000 on Bitcoin, right? Or Coinbase goes from a 2 billion uh, valuation to 100 billion, back to 80 billion. These numbers are real, but for a very, 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 very small number of companies and a very, very, very small number of individuals who got to um, benefit from them. But it doesn't seem that way. 
it just seems like everyone's making money from crypto. Well, it's not true, right? I know lots and lots and lots of people and very few of them have made a fortune on crypto. But the perception is making people feel that millions is the norm, billions is the norm, seed rounds at 100 million valuation is the norm. It's not the norm, but that's what you're seeing um, on, you know, whether it's TikTok or, or, or Instagram or uh, wherever you're getting your, your information from. So you need to realize it's still as hard to build a business that has recurrent revenue and profit margin and getting customers to want to buy your product or service as it used to be. There's more ways to do it. The platforms have allowed you to be a much more global creative entrepreneur, but it's still very, very hard. Watching uh, or, or being a judge, I guess, or a dragon on, on Dragon's Den, do you see that there's a lot of people who should never be business owners? Like, and, and, and I'm not saying that in a bad way because there's times that I wish I was wired differently. There are times I wish I could go, I, I, I could go get a nine to five. And I know that's not entrepreneurial to say, and that goes against the norm. But there are times when my brain just doesn't shut off, where I go to bed and I think about the business. I wake up, I think about the business. I'm with my kids, something bad happens. I end up thinking about the business. There's something nice about going to do a nine to five. You check out on the weekend. It's your boss's problem. I'm having my weekend off and I come back and, yeah. and I, I pick up. For sure. I mean, I think the biggest challenge for people like me who run companies is to find, we're always searching for that perfect kind of um, perfect employee, which is someone who goes to bed thinking about the business and wakes up thinking about the business. And of course, you know, has some balance in their life with family and, 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 and recreation and, and travel, et cetera. Um, and so what we don't usually want is the punching nine to five, but there are, you know, really good punching nine to five jobs. And there are people that are perfectly suited for punching nine to five jobs. I think the idea is all about self-awareness. You know, why is it that you feel you can't work for someone? Why is it that you feel that since you can't work for someone, that you have the entrepreneurial ability to build a business, operate a business, grow a business, and earn a living for you and your family from that business? So there's a lot of elements that go into who you are and knowing who you are. So you do have a lot of failed entrepreneurs who convince themselves that they shouldn't be working for someone. And, you know, if I look at my career, I have always been working for someone and I'm proud of it. Whether it was the board of directors, um, whether it was the chairman of the board, whether it was the shareholders, um, whomever it was, I was working for them. I always felt that I was working for the shareholders. Um, I was working to be able to convey a story to the analysts I was working to execute a business plan that I had put before the board of directors and that they had approved. Uh, I was working for someone so that I could uh, meet the numbers that were in the budget and hopefully exceed the revenue and hopefully um, increase the margin in the business. So I was always working for somebody. And as long as you're working for somebody that you can work for or some group of people that you can work for, um, you know, I've never obviously found anything um, about working for people that was beneath me. I have met a number of people who are either, it's not beneath them, they're wired that they need to work on their own, that's fine. But I have met people who think it's beneath them to work for someone. And those are the people that I try to convince that that's not, that, that should not be the case. You've grown, a lot of, you've grown a lot of businesses, you've invested a lot. I think one area that's not talked enough about when it comes to growing businesses is the principle of compounding, right? So we get it from an investment point of view, but uh, usually entrepreneurs, they wanna go all in on one thing. 
or they chase the latest hack strategy, get rich quick type of uh, type of approach. But if they just focus on the core uh, like areas of their business and got incrementally better, like 10% better in each one of those areas, it would have a compounding effect to monumental, like huge growth. How important has that principle of compounding been for you when growing a business? Yeah, I think, you know, I got wealthy slowly. So, um, you know, there's, there are two ways to do it. You, you, you're, you, you get a hit, you know, you get a home run, grand slam home run. Many people have gotten one. Um, you know, Mark Cuban got a grand slam home run. And from there, he's been able to parlay that into, you know, a lot of, a lot of incredible things. Um, Elon Musk, uh, as another example, he, he did okay. Then he sold to PayPal. Then he did well. You know, if you look at where he's at today, he made like a hundred million, maybe or less at PayPal. And then he, he parlayed that. So, you know, I think that if you're in a business, um, focus is the most important thing and focusing at what you're good at is even more important than that. So get rich quick is not a business model. Get rich quick is an outcome. You got rich quick. I don't believe you could plan it. I don't believe you could say, okay, listen, I'm starting a business. I'm going to get rich quick. You could say it, but you can't plan it. So all the people that were in get rich uh, quick schemes, they actually got rich quick. Um, all the people who have been very successful have probably not known how it was going to turn out and they made a lot of right decisions and some wrong decisions. And that's part of the, part of the journey. So, you know, I think it's all about focus and decision-making and being able to pivot when you need to and change your mind when you need to and change strategy when you need to. It's not easy. And for some people, for some people, it's easy, but for the great, you know, for the, for the mass, mass number of us, it's not simple. Hey everyone. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you for your attention. And if you made it this far, you're clearly somebody who wants to take their business to the next level. You want to get better. And I understand that being an entrepreneur sometimes can feel like a little bit of a lonely journey, which is why being part of a thriving community of like-minded people is just so important. It was super helpful in my own development as well. And as is the ability to instantly get answers to the questions you may have in order to grow and scale your business. It's for that reason why I launched a consulting coaching program called the market domination method. And guess what? If you're listening to this and you hear this, we're open for applications right now for new members to join. So to request an invitation or to book a free diagnostic call, call it a game plan call. I'll literally sit with you and demonstrate the value that we could bring to your business on that call. Let's jump on a call. Uh, we'll discuss ways you could possibly grow your business. Head on over to jportnoy.com, J-P-O-R-T-N-O-Y.com. You'll find all the different ways you could work together. It's going to be the best business decision you'll make. So hope to speak soon. Head on over to jportnoy.com, book that free game plan call, and I look forward to talking to you soon.